Blog Talk Radio. It's October 16th, 2016. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living radio show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-hosts Jeff Brown and David Fillion. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. We certainly hope that everyone had an enjoyable past week and most of all stayed safe. Uh, we have a few announcements. Uh, first of all, October is uh, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. No one should face breast cancer alone, or for that matter, any type of cancer. Team Working for a Living encourages everyone to get the regular checkup, whether it's a mammogram or a colonoscopy. Just do it. You can live if you do. Second announcement, Honeywell remains locked out of the plant by management. Uh, third one, uh, UPS is hiring for seasonal work. Remember that 38% of those seasonal workers eventually get hired. That's a great way to enter a good union job at UPS, Teamsters represented. Uh, number four, remember to participate in the Working for a Living write-in campaign to the U.S. Senate to oppose the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Instructions to do so are on the Working for a Living Facebook page. Fifth announcement, Working for a Living continues to support Unifor as they now have a tentative agreement with FCA, Fiat Chrysler, and are voting on that today. We have a late update. At least 4,000 members represented by Unifor Local 444 gathered at the St. Dennis Center today for a ratification vote on their four-year tentative agreement reached with the Fiat Chrysler Automobiles of Canada. According to union officials, uh, according to union officials, sorry, uh, results are expected to be released this evening, and Team Working for a Living will be watching out for them and we'll get them to you as soon as they come out. Uh, if they come out during the show here, try to keep it to an hour. Uh, the show. So, uh, sixth announcement on another ratification process on October 20th, Local Union 2250 at Wentzville, Missouri, will be voting on its local tentative agreement for the second time. Remember, these are life-affecting agreements. So support yourself and vote. Whichever way you feel, we really don't care. Just vote. Get out and vote. It's important. It affects your life. Number seven, uh, last week FCA tested water in their Jefferson North assembly plant. Team working for a living will continue to monitor that and see if there's anything that comes of that. Nothing yet so far. Hopefully it just turned out okay. Uh, it's been reported that the Spring Hill, Tennessee uh, location represented by UAW Local 1853 is higher and off the street. For those that you might be interested in that, uh, that's down in Tennessee, uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee. Uh, the Defiance, number nine, Defiance, Ohio, is losing much of its gray iron operations and 150 members reported to be laid off. Sad to see them go. Uh, hopefully they'll be picked up somewhere soon if they don't pick up some new work there. They're talking about some new work. We just don't know yet. Lastly, and we've been asked to report on this for you, uh, there's this hepatitis C pill that costs $1 to produce and is being sold, retailed for $1,000. If you're 
as incised about that as many of us are, the number to call to complain about this pharmaceutical injustice is the pencil. The number to call is 202-224-3121. You can call them up, and I guess they're pretty good about talking to you. Uh, so that's the end of our announcements for tonight. We have one email that come in. Uh, this is an unusual request. Uh, we had one email requesting uh, to be interviewed on the show. Uh, team working for a living will review that request and uh, determine if it's in compliance with our labor-related policy theme. So uh, as you might imagine, this is somebody from outside uh, the normal precepts of what we do. So uh, having said that, let me bring on Jeff uh, uh, Brown so he can uh, uh, say hi to everybody. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Leroy. How you doing? How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. I had... I had a power outage here uh, from 9 till about 2 o'clock today. We had quite a storm come through, so we uh, didn't get as uh, early a, sh- a jump on getting this posted around the Internet as we normally do. But uh, we got it posted, and the show's run tonight. We got power back, so it's all good here. Uh, How is it uh, in your part of the world? Well, I've been in bed most of the day. Looks like it had rain at some point. Um I was out at Grand Valley State football game yesterday, and the drive there and back uh, really took a toll on my body, but I'm here. Your son's an alumni there and played in the band yesterday, didn't he? Yes. At the game, right? Yep, at the game. He was one of the organizers, getting all the alumni together. Uh, My youngest son was attending there, so him and I walked up the field, and I can tell you, I mean, the time I got to the stadium, I put off, my body was just <laughs> everything hurt, and I got home last night about 10.30, go there and back, and a um, lot, of, lot of traffic, a lot of construction out there, especially near the neck of the woods there in Lansing, but then again, I also got into a lot of uh, traffic for the Michigan State game. Uh-huh. So, so that was... Um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that was a sad game at Michigan State. Everybody left a little early and very angry. <laughs> Trump's on homecoming. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was homecoming for Grand Valley State, and um, they were playing an uh, undefeated team from Truman University, Truman State, and that's down in Missouri. Um, and Fan Valley just crushed them 41 to 30 was the final score. Um, mm-hmm. So they are, Fan Valley remains undefeated. And uh, last week, with their win, they became, they had the highest winning percentage in all of college football, and that includes Michigan and Notre Dame. But we have to remember, Fan Valley State's only been around. Well, we'll see. It's nice that you got over there and had some fun with your son and 
and been able to relate the, uh, the accolades of the school that he graduated from. Thank you, Jeff. Let me bring on David. Uh, uh, David, are you there? Yeah, yeah, Leroy, I'm here. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, good, good. Say great. Jeff's here too. Yep. How hey, you Ed. doing, Jeff? Hey, great win. Yep, that yeah. was an awesome win for you guys down there in Grand Valley. Yeah, um, it was very impressive. Very impressive victory. Wow. So. Okay then. All right. Yeah. Anything new in your area, uh, David? Um, no, not really. Nothing that you don't already know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, David's being a little <laughs> humble. He uh, he he uh, asked for and received a meeting from his lake board, and uh, he's uh, quite instrumental in all the goings-on for Jordan Lake right now. And the board he's working with uh, every uh, week, it seems that there's something else going on that he's in communication with him, and he's doing a fantastic job on behalf of the, the benefit of that lake out by where he lives. And we thank him for his, uh, you know, uh, unselfish uh, uh, community service to that end. Uh, he's in a week, next week, or the week after, by the way, folks, uh, David has paid to have his lake stocked with 1,500 black crappie coming in uh, next week or the week after. So congratulations on that. and look forward to being out there myself for that uh, when they come, David. Um, I look forward to having Kudos. You. Yeah, kudos for that. Uh, so getting yeah. on with the rest of the labor aspect of our, our show, um, thanks for the updates, fellas, and the things that you're doing and involved in. And it's good that the people know some of the stuff that you're involved in and and see that our community service doesn't just extend from here on our radio show, but into the community. Of course, you know, I'm involved in politics knee deep uh, during the election season and quite busy uh, with all of that and other things that uh, are ongoing. So uh, with that said, uh, Jeff, uh, you want to jump in and give your report for this evening? Yeah, I'm going to do a repeat of what we did about, Three or four weeks ago, the duties of the local union members coming from our UAW Constitution, and I'll remind everybody, Article 41.3, it shall be the duty of each member to participate in all local, state, federal elections through registration and balloting. Um, I believe if you haven't registered a vote by now, you can't do it in a while. This last Tuesday, the 11th, was the last day to register to vote. Uh, we're not telling you who to vote for, um, for your township. You know, um, but just get out and vote. This is a very, very unusual presidential election year. And it's important that uh, people get out and vote. Hopefully there won't be any uh, um, unusual uh, voting problems at different areas like we've had over the last, since 2012, um, being the CHAD or ballots or however. But, yeah, please, please get out and vote. We will not tell you how to vote. 
long as you do, use your constitutional right, go vote. Every vote does count. So that's all I have on that. I do want to send out a special shout-out to my friend Diane and say thank you and hope you're listening. And um, keep the weather warm down there in Texas, please. Yeah. That's all I got, Leroy. Uh, okay. Um, uh, uh, just uh, we'll, we'll get into some discussion about your uh, report, but we just got an update from Canada. Just came in from the FCA uh, Fiat Chrysler ratification vote. It did pass by 68% in Canada this evening that's just been announced uh, and that's from our reporter Lindsay Hensewood uh, and, and sister over there in Canada she always gives us a nice report update she happened to be working she couldn't be on the show tonight happened to be working uh, but she's just sent an update it did pass by 68% uh, I want to point out as long as I'm on this uh, and we'll get back to Jeff's report uh, there's 6,000 people affected by this in Canada. As, as I said in one announcement, 4,000 of them showed up. This is, this is important stuff, really important, life-affecting things that come on in these contracts. And you need to pay attention and you need to get out and vote. We can't emphasize that enough. They had low voter turnout in Wentzville here a couple of weeks ago. And they're going to revote on the same contract. I've never seen anything like that before, but, um, you know, <laughs> stranger things have happened, I suppose. But, you know, I encourage you, if you're listening in Wentzville, just get out and vote. We don't care what side you're on. Participate in the process. You know, it's, it's your life. Support yourself. It really is important. So uh, having said that, uh, back to... Back to Jeff's report. David, do you have anything on, on, on Jeff specifically right now, or do you want to uh, – let's let's stay with that, and then before we get into you, we'll get into any comments about the FCA. Let's stay with that. I'll be fine with uh, me. Okay. So you're, you have any comments on Jeff's report about voting? No, not right now. We can get back to it if oh. you want to. I think he covered it okay. pretty good. Article 41 um, pretty much spells out our responsibility as union members. Yeah, yeah, we're required to register and ballot. It calls it ballot. That means vote. It's cast a ballot. Well, so, I remember uh, right that uh, language carries um, local and provincial um, election. Right. Yeah. Um, does provincial speak to? Um, our former affiliation with um, the CAW? I believe it does. It's the only provincial that I'm aware of, you know, that we would call provincial. So, uh, of course, we have states here in, in the United States, and the provincial is over in Canada. So, uh, I, you know, I believe that that still remains in the UAW Constitution. There's actually... Uh, I think we actually do represent some people in Canada that still uh, are affiliated with us. I'm just not sure exactly what that is, but I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, some of those with more 
uh, knowledge on that have mentioned to me that we still do have some Canadian uh, uh, members, uh, even though there 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 is the CAW or CDA, yeah, CAW and the uh, uh, Unifor over in Canada now. So, having said that, um, so with that said, I don't have any more to add to Jeff's report. Uh, uh, Jeff, do you have anything to add on on the uh, uh, breaking news that I just reported, 68%? Uh, do you have anything to add to that? No, it's good to hear that good to about, um, I know a lot of people who don't book a contract, but um, I hope they got a good one. That's all I can say. There we go. Hope they didn't give up any concessions that would negatively hurt them for the term of the contract. So I haven't heard anything else other than what you just reported to right? Yeah, that's, that just came out. Lindsay just sent it in. So we, we thank Sister Henselwood. Uh, she's just been a, a great supporter and asset to, to the show itself and to everything uh, that's going on in Canada uh, by way of update for all the, the listeners and uh, the union members and non-union members. So, David, do you have anything to add to the report about the FCA uh, passing by uh, a ratification vote passing by 68% in Canada? Um, I guess I would just add that uh, um, the members have spoken there and uh, I hope they uh, aren't disappointed in the future. Um, we all know that uh, the GM agreement reset the growing period. And uh, I don't know how you back seniority up and go in reverse, but I guess they're finding the way to do that. I don't agree with it. Um, that's about all I have to say about that, Larry. And the no pension issue. Um, I don't know how these young kids are going to eat when, when it comes time that their bodies can take no more. We all know that the 401k is a scam. So. Right. Right. It's been kind. Of, you know, I mean, it's it's been cloaked since the stock market and with a low of March 6, 2009, at 6,667. Uh, has gone to 18,500 with little to no uh, retracement whatsoever. It sure has cloaked it when it's gone up, you know, 300%. It's never happened ever in the history of the, the marketplace, and that's, you know, another subject to be discussed on some some other venue. But uh, for now, you know, it's uh, if we ever start going down, that's going to change a whole lot of opinion about the 401k. So um, having said that, I, you know, agree with you, David, uh, that the uh, uh, reset for the uh, grow-in period back to zero, even for the existing um, uh, members and employees, uh, that was patterned after the GM agreement. I believe FCA has that in their agreement now. Uh, you know, they're always trying to keep work in Canada for a lot of reasons. Uh, that 
you know, are de- dependent upon what we do here in the U.S. So um, it's it makes it difficult to kind of keep some of that work there, especially in the mindset of corporate America and corporate Canada these days, corporate world, I guess. Uh, but the the uh, they haven't they had you know it's tough negotiating these days, but it doesn't make it right that they're resetting seniority. I don't understand how that that occurs. I just don't know. Uh, that growing period should not have been reset. But uh, and the uh, the document that we saw last week on the Ford retiree health care for these are for the new people coming in after September of 2012 uh, is uh, really questionable. And I, I hope that they can uh, address that in, in, a, in a better way because this is just not, not acceptable not to be putting money into that health care in retirement for only, uh, what do we say, 16 years of the time that they're actually working their entire career, and that's just not going to pay for very much. Although the Canadian members and people, they get health care in retirement, uh, but they don't have dental and vision, and that small stipend that they're going to try and exact out of the company probably is not going to be enough the way it's currently structured for the people who have hired in uh, and, and now they will have 14 years seniority before they put the first nickel into their uh, retirement health care plan. So trust it is. Uh, so having said that, uh, David, I know you have a report on uh, another issue. Uh, would you like to give your report now, please? Yep. Um, I'd like to add one more thing to um, the Canadian issue, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, sure, go ahead. I know that uh, you um, have some years on me. Um, my first uh, picket line was in 1970. I was 10 years of age. My father took me to that picket line. Um, mm-hmm. I still remember um, walking in uh, the members carrying a banner, and that banner said, too old to work and too young to die. Do you remember that banner, Leroy? I do remember being uh I was in the military at that time. Uh, uh but I remember the banner uh because uh people talked about it for you know around that issue before and after for some time. Uh and uh, they 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 did get the pension that that year hard fought pension and I must tell you that these pensions are not a product of the leadership of the UAW for the last 16 years or so, after for most certainly for the last 11 years, when we've been uh, retirees have been just uh, accosted uh, with abandonment on their benefits and pensions. Now, uh, I saw a post here recently saying, "Oh, well, we enjoy all of these." Well, we enjoy them, the health care and the, and the pensions and other things, wages, because of what was negotiated by those people that came before us, much of which was gained, as you just indicated, in the 
1970 agreement with pensions uh, and uh, it got to 30 and out and then the health care that we enjoyed that was negotiated in the 60s and 70s and kept improving over time. The only thing that's happened in the past 11 years was the Viva Trust that took responsibility away from the corporations and put it into a trust. The corporation has no more obligation to put money into this health care trust. That's a result of the leadership of the last 11 years, for sure. Certainly, the 2005 leadership. And now we're seeing language in the pension or in the agreement about pensions that deal with cutting them by 50% and 100% if certain funding levels are triggered. Now, the law says one thing, that they have to keep them funded at a certain level, but in the 2011 agreement, the corporation was relieved of any further obligation to fund the pension plan. It's in the agreement, brothers and sisters. Go read it. It's in the agreement. They were relieved. So there's no more funding coming into the pension plan. If you start seeing a downturn in the, in the market, these things contract ever so slightly, and you're going to see these triggers get hit. And this is a result of 2006 Congressional Action, Pension Protection Act 2006. And we have that statutory language. We have a document running around. It's a, a summary. It's an opinion of somebody that wrote it up. It's just an opinion. It doesn't carry any weight whatsoever. There's a lot of things in there that simply are not in the statute. And some things that are not in there that are in the statute. And then, of course, we have our agreement. The, the summary has no weight but some of the summary language was copied and pasted into our agreement. And our agreement does not have some exclusions in it that the either one of the other documents have, the statutory or the supplement. So, or the summary, I'm sorry. So this... Uh, this is real dangerous language that, that's in this agreement. It's under appeal by the way uh, by way of the who was able to vote and how they were incentivized. That's what's under appeal. But the real issue is the language that's in there that's so very, very dangerous and unfair to retirees. And this is a result of leadership at the highest level in the UAW allowing management to define who and what they are and to bring us and force the ratification upon threatening, intimidation, and coercion to be ratified. And we've seen that at least in the Ford Agreement. 
and in some other places. And that's been alleged in another appeal that's now before the Public Review Board. So when we sit and rest on our laurels and say, oh, we have all these great benefits because of our leadership, let's remember what leadership got it to us and what leadership keeps chipping away, taking it away from us. And that's about to end. In at least two places in the International Executive Board's answer to the pension appeal, at least two places said, if you don't like it, we'll just go out there and run for office. Brother and sister, or brothers and sister, you got your wish. Because we're coming after you. Not just a little bit, a whole lot of us are coming after you. This isn't a single person. This is a movement. And those that want on, jump on freely, willingly, and with their full support. We are going to change the tide in the UAW and perhaps across the nation with this movement. We are not settling for what you've been giving us lately. Take that to the bank. You got your, your little admonition about if you don't like it, run for office. Well, we're coming, and we're going to take you out. You will not be in office, nor any of your minions be in office the next time around. We're growing exponentially. You took away too much. The corporations, the greedy corporations, are awash in money, making $10 billion plus or minus $500 million apiece lately, per year. Unacceptable that they can't put $350 million into the wage payment structure and bring everybody back to Tier 1. There was no clawback, only, only takeaway in this last agreement. And for that, you're deplorable. You're a disgrace to the word union leader. All of you. Because you all agreed to it. Each and every one of you. And when you didn't like our health care plan, we adjudicated it in the VIVA 2005, 6, 7, and 8. I was intervening plaintiff in all of that. We said, the law's on our side, you can't do this. And you said, oh, we have this agreement, and it's been voted on. And in the end, the gavel came down, and it wasn't according to the law. And because it wasn't according to the law, in order to implement it, you just ask Congress or the, the Department of the EEOC and Department of ERISA for a waiver. We didn't like the law that Congress passed. Let's just go get a waiver. And in this administration, in 2010, you got a waiver. 
of EEOC law that says you're supposed to provide the same health care for young actives as old retired. No age discrimination in, in health care benefits. But you didn't care. You gave us less in retirement. And you got a waiver to do it. And the Enron rule said you couldn't put all the stock from any plan from the company that they worked for, worked for, or do work for. And, of course, you didn't like that rule because it messed with your VEBA, so you went and got a waiver for that. So anytime you want to just do anything you want, you just go to, go to the department, federal department, that it oversees it and get a waiver. In that regard, we don't even need a Congress now, do we, to pass those laws. Just can them all and throw them away, and you just go do what you want to do anyhow, because that's what you're doing. You have undermined the very system that you want us to vote for people for. You want us to go out and vote the way you ask us to vote, for people to pass laws that are supposed to be friendly to us, and when they do and they don't meet up with your standards, you just go get a waiver. So why even bother? And then you come and ask us to vote for them again. And we say, we, you know, a lot of them, I don't necessarily, because I do make up my own mind, but a lot of people have balked in mass at your coming around with your sorry-ass song, Please Vote for Our People. Because you, you, UAW leadership, have just destroyed the system by using to your advantage that you can get a waiver of laws that our supposed friends passed. So why even vote for them in the, in the, in the end? Why even vote at all? I encouraged everybody to vote in their union procedures for ratification, and I encourage everybody to go out and vote. But I understand those that are really, really, and truly pissed off when you come and ask us to vote and you come and ask us to then vote a certain way. When you go out and thwart all of those things, by getting waivers of laws that were supposed to protect us, damn every one of you to hell. We're coming and we're taking over. You are done. You, you know what? Last week we talked about that photograph at Local Union 9. We said there were, you know, 50, 60, 70 people there, whatever, and the, re, the, re, uh, the, the report from the newspaper said 150, 300 workers there. You know, I counted them. I took the time and counted them. 39 heads. Even that's the ones in the shadows from behind the ones you couldn't see. The president of the UAW went to a local union and attracted 39 people. You lost control, Dennis Williams. You're a disgrace, absolute disgrace to union leadership. 
and nobody's following you. I promise the members when we take over, we'll ask you to vote certain ways. There's no doubt about it. We're going to hold those people to account. And we're not going to go out and get waivers of the law that we tried to get in, pl- in place just because it suits the needs of the company when it suits them. We're not going to go out and get a waiver that somehow disadvantages our members. Not going to get a waiver of law. That's not going to happen under our leadership. They're deplorable, the whole bunch of for the last 11 years at least. And we're going to restore those things that have been taken in the face of glutinous profits by these companies. The pie is only so big. Well, you wasn't looking at the right pie. Sorry, David, I know you have a report. Um, Anything you want to add to what I just said? Nope. Um, I'm behind you 100%. You know it. Thank you, David. Jeff, do you have anything to add to what I just ranted about? I got a lot to add about what you just said. I totally agree with you. We are going to put the membership first because according to our Constitution, they are the highest power in our union. They will have a say in what goes on in our union. Um, we know, a few of us know what type of perks you guys get down there in Solidarity House that you are trying to keep from the membership knowing what kind of perks they get. I'm going to expose you guys of all this shit. I have worked hard I am talking to everybody I know, and we will, we will be victorious because people are tired of the bullshit that has been coming down from 8,000 Jefferson Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, over the last 15 years. I am a fifth-generation UAW member. I ain't no dummy. I've been around. We will take guys on and give the power back to the membership. We will listen to them. We are, we we will get them what they've been asking for for decades. One member, one vote. Okay? We're going to downsize some of the people that are working at 8,000 Jefferson Avenue because you guys have the same number of people working there as right now as you did 30, 40 years ago when our membership was much, much higher. But yet, you encourage the plants and every plant building and every company that is run as you can every member's for their 3% downsizing and harvesting the workforce. Well, it's time for you guys to be downsized. We are going to fix that. 
you have a lot of people up there making six-digit salaries per year. And that's only half the story. And I know the rest. And I am educating these people. They are asking questions. I ran into a lady a couple weeks ago who was a former board employee at Wing Assembly. She took the buyout. She started asking, once she found out who I was, she started asking me all kinds of questions on the UAW. I answered every single question she asked. Her next reply to me is, why am I still living? Why haven't they someone tried to kill me? Well, my simple answer was, if I don't care, I'm going to go all the way with this. I'm not afraid to die. It's something I believe in, in, in supporting our brothers and sisters, both retirees, legacy, Oh, I'm not be active and new hires. Okay, we're tired of this two-tier bullshit that you guys have forced to to vote on. Second tier will be getting a pension. The retirees will be getting the stuff back that they had no say in losing. Our goal: we are coming after you. Our our supporters are growing and growing and growing. We, how many people are in the switchboard today? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me get over here and check it out. Uh, we got uh, uh, us in about fifteen. So yeah, okay. tonight. My message. But I, to I, those that's just looking are, at it. That's looking at it quick. So it's around fifteen. I, okay. That's fine. If any of those people want to speak on on what we're talking about, press one. We will not use your name. We will not use the plant you work at, okay? Because we don't believe in that stuff. We're here to protect you, okay? So if you have questions, concerns, anytime during the show, that's one. We will not use your name. But we will stand up and support the membership 100%. Okay? These little tickets that you guys think you deserve downtown, enjoy them while you can because they're going to end very damn soon. Okay? So, Leroy is right. I support them. I will back him. I will do everything within my power. It's you assholes out of office. Okay? Take that to the bank. We are growing. People are getting pissed. Okay? The intimidation to vote on our members to vote a certain way, that Dearborn truck for the day they voted for the election, that gentleman, who I know, he's going to regret everything he ever did, okay? Him and I don't get along, and for good reason. I know who he is, and he's a big bag of wind. So he is going to be 
my first target. All right? Mm-hmm. You can take that to the bank. I have called him out on several different issues before he got drug up to the international um, because he knew he could not win re-election in my opinion. Yeah. All right? I know his dirty deeds. And I know Bob's dirty deeds coming from the rest of you at 8,000 Jefferson Avenue. And we will expose you. We will take control. Okay? My people, if I can't support me, they ask me questions. And how in the hell can the president of our union can say he didn't know that Ford would lose small car production to Mexico? It's on page seven of the damn highlight book. If you're that uneducated on what is going on, you need to go. That there just showed you that you are incompetent. You have no idea what you are talking about. And yes, you have been very quiet lately. Okay? You're watching who you, who you talk to in the press. But that's all right. We got we got our spies in places too. I know you guys are watching me. You know where I am? Come and get me. I dare you. I don't play around. <laughs> All right? I don't well, play games. Yeah, they, and I will. Yeah, they, I will take them out. Thank well, you. Just, just so you know. Like you go, brother. You go. A couple things. Uh, they're watching everybody. Uh, it was reported to me earlier, uh, one of the team members that some people don't know, uh, had their Facebook account an attempt to hack their Facebook account. And, of course, we're watching all that, and we have our own safeguards for that. Uh, so in our, our, our uh, uh, .com website for the team, and just before I put an end to it, had 10 visitors one day and, and 100,000 hits. It went to 100,000 pages. That's just an outright attempt at hacking the, uh, in 24 hours, that is. Outright attempt at hacking the page and uh, trying to destroy what we're doing. So they're trying to destroy us, Jeff. The other thing that you well, hit on, uh, yeah, 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 we are, and we know they are, and they're watching us, you know, following us around, all kinds of stuff. You know, who who cares about your little game? We're gonna take over, and you guys will be gone. That's them. Uh, the uh, uh, thing that you mentioned that the members are the highest authority in the UAW as it stands now. I know, I know that the, uh, the leadership would like to change it and go to a, um, a works council like they have in Europe, and then we lose that, no longer the highest authority, and that changes our whole uh, 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 chart, uh, authority chart, where the authority comes from. Uh, so... But one of the local unions that I'm aware of, and we're going to change this, one of the local unions that I'm aware of 
the membership does not have voice or vote at their local union meeting because of their structure, that they've structured it. This has been brought to my attention by a brother very close to us. I won't go into that just yet or tonight. But I'm telling you, this is a friend, uh, uh, the team, the show, everything we're doing, and uh, it's reciprocal. Let's just say that. We appreciate everything, and we try to be reciprocal in our uh, efforts with this uh, brother. But he brought it to my attention, and I said, there's a real simple fix for it. I won't go into that on the show tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. One of the first things that we do when we take over is to end any local union that does not give its members, rank-and-file members, voice and vote at their union meeting. That will be ended within 30 days. Stopped. It is one of the planks that we've discussed in Team Working for a Living, As we build our team, people can bring thoughts and ideas, requests, and we are putting together a list of those things, our platform planks that make sense for the membership, and we'll publish that soon. But it's a little early, but we'll publish it. And they are are, uh, manifest and dynamic. Okay? They're broad but everything is doable. If we add it as a plank, it is not some pie-in-the-sky thing. It is an absolute, it has absolute ability to be achieved. Absolute ability to be achieved. We're not going to ask for crazy things. But those things fundamental to our union that are not being done properly will change. And damn you for not addressing it. Dennis Williams and a whole pack of him. So, yes, uh, Jeff is Jeff is right. The membership is the highest authority, and we're coming. We are, and we're going to be successful. You're going to see it. The members are not happy. You can't draw. You can't can't draw uh, flies to honey. Quite frankly, 39 people come to that to that to that rally that the president was at earlier in the day. Huh. Just unbelievable. But I would like to know what happened between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. That would have been real interesting to sit and listen to that conversation. Having said that, I'll bet you you got other problems that if you don't. If you fail to address, if you fail to address, I bet you you got other problems. If you fail to address those problems properly, you will go down even harder. You will go down even harder than than what's just being removed from office. You ought to start thinking about those things. uh, You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Fix them. Fix them. Okay. David, you have time for your report here, brother. Okay. 
I have to say that uh, I do look forward to the day when no UAW representative will ever tell another member on the plant floor again, you're lucky to have a job. If they're having a job dependent on luck, they certainly wouldn't need us, would they? Right. Or you're lucky we didn't take more from you. One of the benefit reps retired from 652 told me that personally. Won't name him out, but he knows who he is. You're lucky we didn't take more from you. Retired. Retired himself now. Said that I wasn't around during the VIBA. Hell, my damn name's on the frickin' lawsuit. That's how much bullshit they're spreading and lies. Tell you, you're all despicable human beings. All of you. All right. So go ahead, David. Okay. I want to talk about um, the 2015 um, agreement, and uh, we're starting to see the fallout of that already. Um, For Shia, an automotive manufacturer, one of our uh, tier suppliers, um, they're going to close one of their plants in uh, Michigan. Um, Hundreds of people are expected to lose their jobs. Um, I think it's uh, the number is 348 layoffs. Um, These layoffs are um, directly related to the loss of the Chrysler 200 and the Dodge Dart. Um, that were conceded to uh, go over the border into Mexico by the current administration. Um, for Shia's customers include FCA, Ford, General Motors, BMW, Hyundai, Nissan, and Volkswagen. Um, the affected plants um, will be um, for Shia Interior Systems, Sterling Heights Plant, 4255 Merrill Road, Expected date, December 2nd. Merry Christmas. Um, layoffs at Freshia Interior Systems, Frazier Plant at 17.085 Masonic Boulevard. Expected date between December 2nd and December 16th. Um, it's my understanding that uh, these workers will be put into a program to um, train them to do other jobs. Um, We've seen these training programs in the past, so we all know what that means. You're on your own. Um, so that is the gist of that. Um, do you have anything you want to add to that, Leroy? Well, let's ask Jeff. Jeff, you got anything to add to David's report on on the Fuchsia, Forcia? I guess it is Forcia. Yeah. I- they they took over uh, many of our uh, Ford companies like Christian. Uh, okay, they took over the Celine plant out in out um, in They have French company. They have several buildings. They supplied for several different you know Ford GM like and but they. There, do you ever read any part of the language, contract language? And I'm trying desperately to find it. I had it at one time. Their, their contract is really bad. And how Bob King allowed that to happen, 
is unexcusable. Um, I will research the contract and I will post it as soon as I find it. But uh, if you read it, it's going to make even more of our UAW members mad at the internet. And I will find it, guys. And I'll put it out there. So, so I have. We will dig it, dig it, dig until we find it. Okay, Jeff, uh, you're you're correct. That contract is just uh, deplorable. This was a spinoff of Ford, and right. in the spinoff, the, those people were supposed to apply to flow back into Ford as the openings occurred. They would hire them before anybody else could hire, and they would flow back by by and through that process. And they did not honor that. That was never done. No person flowed back into Ford from Forcia. It was actually called Visteon, I think, when I first did it. Is that right? No, Visteon moved? No, there, there was some people who flowed back into the Ford system. Oh, they, they did? Okay. I, I stand corrected yep. then. I know that I was down there in the fall of 2014 in Saline and listened to all their mm-hmm. stories, and they they were incredible. Incredible. We had a whole group. There must have been probably, I guess, must have been 30 people there. Uh, and uh, we, uh, uh, or they uh, interviewed, I think, three or four on camera. And that's now uh, mm-hmm. uh, historical on, on one of the, uh, the sites. I think uh, DisputeThis.org has that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they went through this, and they were really, really angry about not being able to go back to Ford. And these are people with almost 30 years of service that just got thrown out to the wolves and now they're, you know, not anywhere near the income or the benefit package in retirement that they should have had. Uh, you know, uh, it's just deplorable. I mean, they, these people, I mean, some of them sit right there and cried. Um, you know, they, these assholes down there in in, uh, in Detroit on 8,000 Jefferson really ought to go out and see the membership a little bit more than just somebody that's glad-handing everybody. Just listen to some of the things that you have done to the people. It's just amazing. Just amazing. We, you know, we see a lot of strikes, and we see some lockouts and things, and, you know, they get adjusted in time. But the lives that they have destroyed, literally destroyed, with no recourse, just incredible to go listen to some of these people. And they should have been treated better and differently because they're, they were dues-paying members of the UAW for a very long time, whether it's those folks that were discussing in David's report or in other circumstances. Just deplorable some of the things that have gone on to, to, to people in different circumstances. They should, they, you know, the problem is they, 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 they're insulated with their glass offices that they have. They don't go out and say hi every now and then. I'll tell you this. When elected, when elected president of the UAW, Leroy McKnight, with a team of people from Team Working for a Living, 
every Friday, every Friday, we'll go out and address the membership in their place of employment somewhere. There's nine, nine regions. Every quarter, somebody will be visited in, in, in the region, one, in one of the units in the region. Now, I probably shouldn't have told you that because you go out there and do it now yourself, you dumbasses, but you're too late. It doesn't matter what the hell you say and do. It's just too late. But we're going to engage the members and we're going to listen to those stories and we'll report on those in the media that we control at that time, you know, Solidarity Magazine, other areas in the social media. We won't use T. Andrew Huddleston to go out and try and hack other people just because they're opponents. And if we find out that you're doing that with union money, brothers and sister, you're all going to jail. We find out for sure who we are, and we do have a digital footprint from France. Yeah, we'll find out. And if we find out after the fact, after we're there, you'll still go to jail. You've been playing wrong, and you're going to get caught. All right, that's all I got to say about David's report. Uh, We're right at 8 o'clock now. I was going to talk about, well, real briefly, we'll just talk about the, the, uh, the cost of privatization to... The, the public, uh, when when jobs are like in the federal government or in uh, local state or local government, you know these jobs, a lot of them are unionized and they provide a uh, real nice structure of pay, benefits, pensions, health care, and time off. It is in fact a ladder of opportunity for a lot of people. Otherwise, otherwise wouldn't have it. Twenty percent of the public sector jobs are held by blacks. Twenty percent, everybody goes, "Oh, wow, that's a lot." There are fifty. There are this. There's this. Twenty percent. That's about commensurate with the total population for the black black people. And nearly sixty percent of the public sector jobs are held by women. These people would likely not otherwise have a ladder of opportunity to move up within the structure commensurate to their ability. Privatized workers are paid less than the counterparts. They experience fewer benefits and higher turnover. And oftentimes they work side by side with their government counterparts. Both may be unionized, but the outsource, the privatized work gets substantially less money. And they put them, as they work them side by side, that's actually deliberate. This is part of the strategy for management to put pressure on the workers that have not been privatized. 
and this is coming from the right. This report out there says the right has made it their business to make private privatization as an ideological project and shift huge profits into the corporations instead of paying the people where it can be the money can be moved and the velocity of money moved through the system broader and faster. The um, National Employment Law Project reported that one in five federal contractors that have been outsourced are using Medicare for health care. Fourteen percent are using what's called SNAP, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance. The reliance on these programs shifts the benefit costs from employers, being the government, directly to taxpayers or from the employers who hire these people to taxpayers. Otherwise, they would be making decent money and not reliant on these welfare projects that corporate America has forced them into. So you can see how it costs you more money. I guess everybody probably knew that, but this was a report that seemed to make some sense that came out this week. And there's more in it. Uh, you can see it uh, for yourself just by Googling uh, the uh, privatization costs higher than the uh, 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 pri privatization are higher costs to the public than they are if they don't privatize. So having said that, uh, that's about all I have with that. Anybody have, have anything to say on that? No, I'm good. Okay. No, I don't have anything to say on that, but I do have one more thing to add about uh, jobs and south of the border, if I have the leeway to speak. Sure. Okay. Um, Ford has been taking um, pretty good beating from Donald Trump um, about uh, jobs going to Mexico. Um, one thing that needs to be said um GM is advancing on an $800 million investment for its global small car lineup that includes a factory retooling in San Luis, Potosi State. That plan and another facility in Mexico will also build the all-new Chevy Equinox sport utility vehicle next year. Um, General Motors is staying um, pretty mum on this and uh, trying to fly under the radar. But uh, um, what they've said is they'll build the Equinox in a factory in Canada and two other sites. And like I said, keeping mom, one of those sites is Mexico. Um, they're avoiding attention from Trump and uh, the chance that the news might have uh, roiled against labor talks in Canada last month. Um, so that's still going on down there, um, that factory. 
It's going to go into production next year, and that's what it's going to build. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, that needs okay, to be pointed you, out. Thank you, David. Um, we'll just uh, with, with that. It's you know just deplorable that this is that these jobs are leaving. You know, and this is part of the agreed agreement part uh, agreement that was made in 2015 with the Detroit Three, and the president of UAW didn't know that they were leaving. So we're seeing the effects of it with Forciera. There were the 340 people getting laid off because the jobs are leaving for Mexico. President of UAW didn't know it's going to happen. But it is, and he agreed to it in agreement, at least in the Ford venue. So just just sad. Uh, so thank you, David, for your for your report and for all your input. Jeff, thank you for your report and all your input into the show this evening. Uh, as some of you listeners may or may not know, we actually put a lot of time into developing the items that are uh, newsworthy throughout the week and then selecting from those that's those that are most newsworthy. And occasionally we do ad, uh, ad-lib rants like myself and Jeff did earlier in the show. So, um, you know, we don't apologize for those, but we hope you understand them because it's in your interest that we say these things. The members on the floor that are affected, you deserve better, and you're going to get it real soon. Having said that, uh, let's. Uh, anybody else have anything to say on anything? Jeff, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm kind of worn out at the moment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Da- yeah, David, David, you got anything else? Nope, I don't have anything to add, Leroy. Okay, I'm. I'm. I said anything I need to say. We're ten minutes over here tonight. We try to keep it to a, an hour. Uh, but sometimes it gets a little long. Not too bad, though. We will dispense with all of the places, but we will uh, say, if you found value in this show tonight, please tell just one more person about it so they can go and download the show. Uh, the best place to see it in podcast or listen to it in podcast, rather, is on workingforaliving.com. Halfway down the right sidebar, you'll find the last three podcasts. That takes you back three weeks. Uh, once you get there, you can sort of parouse our uh, spot on blogtalkradio.com forward slash working for a living with hyphens between each of those. And uh, then you uh, can listen to anything that you want over the uh, time that we've been doing this now for about nine months. We're pretty close to that. Uh, And we had more on a previous show for a while. So Um, Shout out to everybody around the country. You know who you are. We'll dispense with the sites. Uh, all our friends in Mexico, Canada, and around the world that listen to the show. Listeners, good night and stay safe. Everyone have a safe upcoming week. We look forward to having you listen in next week. Thank you very much. Good night to the listeners. Good night, David and Jeff. Good night, Good night, Jeff. Good night, Larry. Right.